If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. Points Bet is giving you a $10 free live bet to use during Sunday, Sunday Night Football every week for the rest of the regular season. Place your bet this week during the Browns-Ravens game and get in on the action. Terms and conditions apply. Void where prohibited. Must be 21. Gambling problem? If you have one, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. That's Drew Brees right there pitching uh, Points Bet, uh-huh. an official sports betting partner, NBC Sports and uh, Points Bet. You got the Mannings now pitching a sports book. Man, what's going on? Uh, in this photo, is yeah. Drew Brees ready to scale Mount Everest? I'm not really sure why he's dressed up like he's a mountain climber. Right. But yes, you're correct. <laughs> why he's a mountain climber. <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought Drew was actually really good on the game last night. Uh, talking about yeah. some of those things where the, they put the camera on him and he's explaining like accuracy and what Allen was doing wrong in years mm-hmm. past and what yeah. you have to do as a quarterback. Because Drew is like the most accurate quarterback of all time and to get an explanation of like why he was able to do that in the booth is pretty good stuff. Yeah. You know? Well, he's Breeze has stepped in and done a really good job. I think Tony Romo kind of sets the standard. And then at the bottom somewhere you have Troy Aikman. Oh, not a fan, huh? <laughs> no. Oh. I mean, he's probably a good guy, not a good analyst. I'll tell you who's a good golf analyst, Steve Sands. He's very good. Okay. Yeah. So we were talking some college basketball games out here in Las Vegas today and this weekend. There's another big event in this city. It's called The Match. They're doing it again around Thanksgiving weekend featuring Brooks Kepka and uh, Bryson DeChambeau. And Steve Sands joins us now from the Golf Channel and NBC Sports. Steve, thanks for the time today. How are you? I'm doing great, fellas. How are you guys? Happy Thanksgiving. Back at you. Back at you. They're having a lot of fun with this event. I noticed they took DeChambeau up to the top of the win 
and he was hitting golf balls at a uh, target of Brooks Kepka's face <laughs> from like 515 yards away earlier in the week. That was really cool. How do you like handicap this tournament overall? It's only 12 holes. So what is your approach here? You know, the, the way I always look at, you know, things this time of year in golf is who's the most motivated, who's the guy who comes in there, you know, wanting to play well. And in this particular case, as opposed to like next week with the Hero World Challenge in the Bahamas Tiger Woods event, where there are 20 guys, which we'll talk about in a little bit, you have two guys who really want to get after each other, uh, two guys who, you know, haven't necessarily gotten along that well um, in the last couple of years. And, and they'll get after it, you know, pretty good today. And they're, they're motivated. So, you know, I, I look at a guy like Kepka, who's coming all the way from Florida. Uh, and then I look at a guy from DeChambeau, who is a scientist, uh, not an artist. Uh, and he likes to just, you know, work hard all the time. So I would think coming from Texas and being out there more than Kepka, um, and he's got that little brother syndrome, uh, in that matchup between those two guys uh, on and off the golf course. So I would think that DeChambeau would have the edge. What, what's the number, by the way, head-to-head on the 12 holes? All right, so Jeff Sherman at the Westgate Superbook, I think was the first to put up this number. It was yeah. right around Pickham. Right now it's Bryson minus 120, Brooks plus right. 110. Yeah, that's what I figured. You know, if they were playing in a regular time of year in a big event, Kepka would be favored. Um, I hate taking the favorites, you know that, Matty. But I, I, I would probably, I would probably take uh, DeChambeau in this match. Follow him on Twitter at Steve Sands GC. Okay, so there's there are props up for this too, longest drive, things like that. I, I don't know if you've looked at that, but uh, I'm not yeah. even I'm not even sure, Steve. I have not played the Wynn Golf Course, and it's, it's been redesigned. It's it's kind of a tricked up. Uh, course with uh, it's it's not a traditional. I don't, I don't think a long hitter has a, an advantage here. And like you said, this is a twelve-hole match play event, so I think it's kind of difficult to handicap. I would almost take Kepka plus one ten just because he's a plus price, and it seems like a toss-up type of event. Do you know anything about the Wind Golf Course and what type of player you think might have an advantage here? You know what you said is right, Matt. I don't think with the redesign of the golf course and the way it's going to be tricked up today, although it is going to be, you know, underneath the PGA Tour umbrella, like Kenny Tackett will be out there from the PGA Tour rules staff, and um, you know they'll make sure that there's a lot of, uh, you know, make sure that everything is is relatively normal as far as PGA Tour conditions. But length is not going to be a massive factor. Uh, I, I haven't looked at the weather uh, for today. I don't know exactly what the weather's going to be, but the way the golf course plays and the way those two guys play, uh, I don't think there's an advantage one way or the other. That's why the price uh, is what it is. It, there, there's really not a favorite. And again, when you're playing late November Thanksgiving golf or in December golf, uh, whether it's the shark shootout with this Norman's event, the QB shootout uh, down in Naples or tiger's event next week in the Bahamas, it's truly about motivation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, who's there to play, who's there just to show up um, just because they're, they're supposed to do that this time of year um, for their sponsors or for their charity. But in this case, these two guys, they want to win badly against each other. Uh, and I just think it's not a, it's not a bad price. I, I don't think DeChambeau is a huge favorite there. So I, I would probably take Bryson, but the, the golf course is not, uh, favor one guy or the other. They both bomb it. Uh, DeChambeau's a little bit longer than, than Kepka, but 
that doesn't mean much. I think I think DeChambeau is probably healthier mm. uh, than Kepka, and I probably think he's probably played a lot more golf than Kepka uh, this time of year. So, you know, it's one way or the other. If you want to go with the dog, you can with Kepka. You're not going to hurt yourself there. Yeah, Steve. Th- Steve I was going to ask mm, you: Do these yeah. two golfers, two humans, truly dislike each other? <laughs> It's a little bit of show, uh, a little bit of social media nonsense. Um, the Big Brother thing is what I was uh, the analogy I was using uh-huh. earlier. So, Kep, so Kepka, you know, look, he's big, bad Brooks. He's won four majors. Uh, he's kind of a hard ass kind of guy. Um, and Deshambo is kind of the scratcher, claw in this scenario. The little brother trying to match up with you know big bad Brooks. You know, he's got the one major. Um, they like to troll each other a little bit. Um, do they get along? No. Are they going to go out and have a few beers after the match? No. Are they doing it for TV and for social media and for all that kind of stuff? Yes. Um, but I don't think they dislike each other nearly as much as it seems in the last 12 months. Uh, but they certainly are not going to be, uh, you know, breaking bread anytime soon. I wouldn't think. Yeah. They they seem like opposite personalities. As well, Steve, one, one quick question on Brooks, because I've been a big Brooks fan. I'd like to bet on him. I did not bet on him much last year since he got beat down by Phil in the final round at the PGA. What was wrong with the – I don't think it was all injuries. What, why was Brooks off his game in 2021? Yeah, that was weird. I'm, I'm a big Brooks fan too, Matt, like you. I, I, I'm a big believer in guys who, you know, show up in big moments. And, and if, you're, if, you're, if you're a better – in golf, you're mostly showing up at the big events, the major championships, the players championship, those kinds of things. And, and Brooks always does. And he was off his game for a couple of reasons. One is he's got a bad hip. He's got a bad knee. He's got a bad wrist. Um, you know, wasn't able to work on his game as much. And, and golf is one of those things. You can't just show up um, cold because most of the guys uh, who show up at those big events, get into those events and they're ready to play, Matt. Kepka had a hard time getting ready for the biggest events in 2021 because he just wasn't hundred percent healthy. I think Brooks is going to win a major in 2022, as long as he stays healthy. So I would, I would keep looking at his prices, Matt. I I think he he brings a little bit of value now that he's a little bit older uh, and a little bit more injured. Uh, I think his numbers will be not nearly um, as, as close to the, to the zero mark. Uh, I, I think Brooks is, is going to be there as long as he's healthy. He, he wasn't healthy in 2021, Matt. That's why he wasn't able to do it. Although the PGA Championship, you know, he just got beat. You know, yeah. sometimes in sports, you just get beat. He did. Phil was phenomenal, too. He uh, was. He was. Yeah, you're seeing Brooks's numbers dripped up there. The Hero World Challenge, you're going to be there. And it's going to, yeah. I think, December 2nd. Brooks's numbers drifted up to 25-1 to 1 in that event. A lot of big names. Rory, JT, the co-favorites. At about nine to one, Colin Morikawa, uh, right there. Can you give us a quick handicap of Tiger Woods tournament coming up? Yeah, I, I think next week is again. I keep saying this, fellas. December golf is odd, especially if you're betting on it, and you want to play guys who have played this time of year. So Henrik Stenson is the defending champion. He's got a home there at Albany. Very familiar with the golf course. Plays it a lot. Spends a lot of time there. Guys like Justin Rose also lives at Albany, spends a lot of time there on that golf course. McElroy's just coming off of playing in the Middle East, so you know he's going to. He had a chance to win there uh, last week. Didn't play well on Sunday, but he is going to come in playing well. Justin Thomas 
uh, always plays well uh, whenever he shows up as well on that golf course. Only about 30, 35 minute flight from his home in Jupiter, Florida. I, I would, I, I hate to go with the chalk there, but I would think it would be a Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy, Henrik Stenson uh, type of week. I, those guys, like if you have a Cantley coming from California, mm-hmm. Shoffley coming from California, those guys haven't played a ton of golf this time of year. I wouldn't think those two guys uh, would be on the board at the end of the at the end of the week, but I would go with those other three guys. Very cool. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter. He is at Steve Sands GC. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on today, Steve. Thanks for the time. Yeah, my pleasure. Love listening to you guys. Take care. Thank you. Be good. We there love go. the handicap golf on Visa, home of long shots, the world's number one rated golf betting. Yeah, there show. you go. Here yeah. you go. Have you seen this video yet? This is uh, from earlier in the week. They took the Shambo to the top of win. Look at that shot. That is incredible. And there's the golf course. And the target they just put up is a Brooks Kepka face. <laughs> that's great. Matt, that's 515 yards away. From the top of the win. Yeah, to the then 521 they just showed. And look at that. 650 foot drop. Yep. And they were calculating the win factor as well. Well, he's a scientist, so right. this is a task. Built for uh, Bryson DeChambeau. Is he going to hit this target? He eventually did. That's pretty damn impressive if he can hit uh, that On video, they had like four or five swings or whatever. He was getting closer, and then eventually he nailed the target. So, hyping it up. Good job. But, yeah, look at that. There you go. That's pretty cool. It really is. Uh, We'll get into some of the line moves throughout the week in the NFL coming up next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast, on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Some Lose Some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Paulie Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. Here we go, Paulie with a day off today. Uh, win some from last night and, well, yesterday, Thanksgiving Day NFL games. Josh Reynolds to score the first touchdown 25-1. to Jimmy Graham, anytime touchdown, 8-1. to Bears to win between 1 and 6 points, plus 410. They won by 2. Bears under, 45-41.5. to 41 and a half. Can Final I say score. something quickly? Yeah. Plus 410 on a, uh, a favorite of 2 to 3.5 points is a pretty good number. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Right? Good I observation. So. Yeah. Final is 16-14. Lions from plus 3.5. Now, this did get down to 1.5 here at Circa for a little bit. Um, they lost, but they did cover the opening number and most of the numbers that were out there. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, first touchdown of the game, 40-1 to Raiders-Cowboys. Overtime in that game, 16-1. to Any Thanksgiving game to overtime, 4-1. to Will the Cowboys miss a, a point after attempt? Yes, plus 260. Defensive or special teams touchdown? Yes, plus 280. The Raiders to win between 1 and 6 points was 5-1. to They won by 3. Dawson Knox... To score the first touchdown, 14 to 1. It seems like he scores the first touchdown in every Buffalo game. Uh, to score two touchdowns, 22 to 1. San Jose State Fresno under 57 to 52 and a half. The final there was 40 to 9. I'm not even going to attempt to say these soccer names. I think it's, it's well, Frankfurt versus Ant- Antwerp. <clears throat> Yeah, Plus 425. Royal Antwerp. I watched that game yesterday. For, no, I didn't. No, I was going to say, no chance he did. Bills 4.5 to 7 and under 48 <laughs> to 45. They both got there. Lose some. Cowboys, Raiders, under 54.5 to 50.5. 36 to 33. San Jose State, plus 10, down to plus 7. Nope, no chance. Lost 40 to 9. And the Bears, minus 3. Big bet at BetMGM. 155,000. No good. Final score again, 16 to 14. Win some, lose some is brought to you by Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. Log in each Friday and get a 20% profit boost on the NHL. Learn more at betrivers.com. So, Matt Eumann's in today for Paulie Howard. Some of these line moves now throughout the week. Again, the opener was, or the look ahead was New England, two and a half against Tennessee. Now it's several spots out here in Las Vegas and beyond, they're seven. 
Yeah, based on the look ahead, when you compare it, you just say this is an overreaction. The Patriots shouldn't be favored by this number. Uh-huh. But all you have to do is look at the previous week's Falcons game and say, uh, well, the Patriots were justified being seven-point favorites. Uh-huh. They won 25-0, and they're on a roll right now. And uh, I don't want to bet against the Patriots. In fact, I, I have bet on the Patriots, I think, six of the last seven weeks. Have you? Yeah. Okay. Um, they were 30-1 to 1 on November 5th to win the AFC. Yeah, how about that? I missed out on that. I've got a ticket on the Pats to win the Super Bowl, and I think about 40 to 1. Well, N- not yeah. great value at the time. I, I just played it kind of on a hunch that I thought this team was going to develop. We talked about before the season. I said by November and December, I think the Patriots could be the best team in the AFC. Yeah. And in September, I kind of felt like a fool because they did not play well. Oh, but here's the thing. They started out 1 and 4. Yeah, but they yeah. also, if Damian Harris doesn't fumble going in against the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. They're going to win that game. You know, it's what it could have should a time here, Matt, but if they, that field goal goes in against the Buccaneers. Field goal hits the upright against the Buccaneers. Right? Lose they, by two. Sure. Lose to the Cowboys in overtime. That was certainly a winnable yeah. game, right? Uh, other line moves. How about the Atlanta game went from pick to two, and now Atlanta's two. A lot of crappy games this Sunday. <laughs> this would be one of them. I have, if you hear me making a case for Atlanta again this year, just shut it down. Do whatever you can. Stop me in my tracks. Put a bear trap on the floor so I can run into that. Well, it's tricky because in the NFL, you can't write too many teams off. We have a limited schedule to work with each week. And if you have to come up with a contest, if you have to come up with five plays, you really can't write teams off. I don't know how many times I've said, that's it. I'm done with that team. And then three weeks yeah. later, you're like, ah, God. Let me put it this way. I, I will to, look. I... I will look at most teams in the NFL <laughs> and every game before. Like, that's going to okay. be the bottom game for me Falcons Atlanta. Falcons be the last resort? Yes, yeah. yes. That's, that's kind of the way I feel about the Lions year after year after year. I played the Lions on Thanksgiving morning, and, uh, uh, man, that was not hey, fun. You it know was, what? Yeah. Where it matters most with the Lions <clears throat> for what we do, yeah. they're 7-4 and four ATS. Uh, they are. They've been profitable. ATS, uh, they have been better than the Rams this season. Yeah. The Lions have been. Sure. Uh, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I, and last week when I, was, I think I was on with you guys talking about the UCLA-USC game, and I've been burned by Chip Kelly uh, this season three or four times. And I said, if I lose this bet, I'm going to want to punch myself in the face. But I'm going to go with Chip Kelly one more time because I just love the, the matchup against USC that much last week I had to do it. Yeah. I mean, if you love the Falcons that much against the Jaguars, even though you've written off the Falcons, you've got to – you got to write them here, but I don't see anything to love about the Falcons. Right, so and I would say this too. That's a stay away game for me. I would say <laughs> this. Okay, we're we're having fun right now. It is you are betting numbers and not teams. Right. I don't want to bet Atlanta the team. Well, see, uh, here's but, the thing. Can I say something about yeah, that quickly? Yeah, I bet a combination of the team and the number, but I I think it's wrong to say yeah. you bet numbers, not teams. Okay, that's because fine. You're yeah, betting, yeah, you're betting the team and the number. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. And I'll give you well, my example for this would be. Like, suddenly, if Jacksonville went on as the favorite, and they, let's say, they went to three and a half, I'd be like, I have to take Atlanta plus three and a half. That would be foolish of me, I think, to not do that. Mm -hmm. But now to lay two, two and a half with Atlanta, I can't get there with that. There's no way. Right. And if they win in cover, fine, but I'm not going to be on it. No, I understand your position. I agree with it. I I hear this, you know, sports betting social media or sports betting media. You hear you got so many new voices. Right. opinions in the market, and I hear people regurgitating that phrase all the time. Pros bet numbers, not teams. I know plenty of pros who bet teams. Uh, And they're betting a combination of teams and numbers. They're not just – there are some pros. 
Uh, I could think of a couple in particular. I'm not going to throw their names. There are some guys who bet nothing but numbers. Sure. There's some sharp, some of the sharpest guys mm-hmm. I know who are betting teams. But I, I think the best, uh, the best bettors are betting a combination of numbers and teams. You got to be able to handicap uh, the teams. I believe to predict which way the numbers are going to move and which way the public's going to bet. Sometimes. Yep. Let me add on to what you said there about <clears throat> like how much, like content we're getting now with sports betting. And it's everywhere you look now, and it's not going to go away. Right. In fact, it's only going to multiply. But now, like during broadcast, you're going to get it from guys who maybe have never dabbled before. Oh, and they're, oh yeah. This is a tweet from David Purdom last night, from, who covers gambling for ESPN Chalk. He said the veiled betting references from broadcasters seem forced now. Would you agree? Yeah, uh, they're they're broadcasters, play-by-play guys, analysts who are who are trying to be sound like they're smart about sports betting by making a reference to the number or uh, the total one that you can really tell they don't know what they're talking about. See, I did like it when basically, you know, two guys that I can think of that come to mind would be Al Michaels and Brent Musburger. Brent Musburger. When they would they were doing it for years sure. though, and nobody yeah. else was. I was like, that's pretty cool. Like they're almost they're taking a walk on the wild side more, a little bit. Brent was more bold about it. Oh yes, for There's sure. There's no question about it. That's why he was a perfect face to help start this network. Oh, was, yeah. Um the the Packers opened up the favorite. You said you have a tough read on this game a little bit earlier on. I'm now looking at uh, well the Rams here where we're sitting right now. The Rams are minus one and a half. One and a half. I think your big concern with the Packers is going to be Aaron Rodgers' toe. I, yeah. I'm not that concerned about the offensive line because I think the line's been playing relatively well. But you've got Aaron Jones out, right? And a, a big weapon on that team. Minus a couple guys on the offensive line. I think the Packers are going to be in a lot better shape two to three weeks from now than they are this week. You get back to Yari back on the offensive Aaron, You get your running game yep. back at full force. I think the Packers, a lot of people I think, guys I respect think the Packers are phony. I don't think they're phony. Oh, I don't think so at all. I think in December when they get to full strength, they're as good as any team in the NFL. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers is a big part of that because he can win games for you. I think fourth if, quarter. if they can get the players you just mentioned back, yeah. now this is going to be a big if because it feels like they're losing a key player like every single week. But if, they, if this team, if you're telling me right now they're going to get everybody back and they're going to stay healthy for the rest of the regular season, they mm-hmm. can win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No question. In fact, they should have won it last year. I would agree with that. They, they totally gave away, totally they gave that away game. the game to the Buccaneers, and that made me sick for about a month. Yep. Yeah. Do you have anything on the Sunday night game, Browns-Ravens? Not really. I, I don't. I th- I don't see any sort of buy sign on the Browns right now. Baker Mayfield's beat up. He's not playing well. They just got pounded forty-five to seven by the Patriots. You know, the only team in that division that I could buy on right now might be the Bengals. Uh, I, I think yeah. it's. A, I think it's a weak division and to you be know honest. What, and that said about the Bengals, they came out to Vegas last week and blew out the Raiders, but they only had 288 total yards of offense. Yeah, that, that was game. not a Joe Burrow special. No. That was more mixing. Burrow, I think, passed for 148 yards. It's not like the Bengals put on this uh, awesome offensive display last week with Lamar Jackson coming back. I'd probably lean to the Ravens, but I, that's probably going to be the least appealing Sunday night game of the season to me. It's a big game, but it's a big game for those yeah. two teams. But have you seen enough in the Browns recently to oh, say no. you, you see a buy sign? No, no, not at all. And I think I think the Ravens might be Fugazi as well. Yeah, that defense I think can be had. Uh, it's follow the money here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Mark Lawrence is going to join the program coming up next. Uh, we'll ask him about his best bets for the weekend in the NFL and college football here on Follow the Money. It's Visa and the Sports Betting Network. 
the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. Draft a killer lineup and hunt down a win with the Gridiron Grudge Match presented by Amazon's Hannah. Play free fantasy football and fight for your share of $5,000. Head to DraftKings.com slash Prime Video Hannah now to get in on the action. Amazon, work hard, have fun, make history, terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. It's a Gridiron Grudge Match presented by Amazon's Hannah. All right, let's talk some college football and uh, maybe get into some NFL as well. Handicapper Mark Lawrence joins the program now. Mark, thanks for the time. We appreciate it. And this week specifically here, there's a new added like angle with the handicap of college games, and that is teams trying to lock in their sixth win or become bowl eligible. Uh, how, how many spots have you noticed this week? And uh, point out some of the examples that really stood out to you, if you don't mind. Well, it's moving day this weekend, guys, uh, beginning today and tomorrow for these teams. There are 18 teams in total that have five and six records that need wins to go bowling. And because of the way the schedule shook out this year, because of uh, all the scheduling, our season ends here this particular weekend for all intents and purposes, so it makes it really neat. But of these 18 teams that have five wins that need to go bowling, eight of them are going to play one another, Florida, Florida State, Florida FAU, Middle Tennessee, Old Dominion, Charlotte, and Rutgers, Maryland. So the winner of those games is going to get the bowl, or it's going to become bowl eligible. It's the 10 teams that are not playing one another that there's a lot of intrigue in these football games, and intrigue from the standpoint that uh, either one, that they're fighting to save a coach's job, or the other part of the equation is that uh, their opponents have also got their college conference championship games locked up. So for all intents and purposes, these could become prep games for some of these 10 football teams. Mark, uh, focus on some of those games if you can. I, I would think the Florida State-Florida has got to be one. Yeah, Florida-Florida State, is, a, is a, both of these teams each have five wins, and uh, the winner is going to go bowling. I have a, more of a lean to Florida State here because of the Dan Mullen situation and the way it's, things unraveled there. Uh, but the other games that have intrigued where the, the teams have to win or they're not, or they're going to be staying home, uh, LSU were at the top of the list, uh, playing one for Ed Ogeron, probably to save his job, send him off to a bowl game. Texas A&M can't go up, they can't go down, they can't do anything in, to improve their situation other than pick up another win. Uh, another game that's intriguing would be North Texas hosting UTSA. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mean Green, they're in a really great situation here. They're on a nice roll here. They won and covered uh, four straight football games. UTSA. They've got the conference championship game up next week, and they've got that noose, guys, tightened right around their neck where it's really, really difficult for undefeated teams. Their last game of the season on the road laying points, it's really, really a tough row to have to hoe for these football teams. North Texas is in an ideal spot, I think, today. Another game would be Syracuse. Uh, They're at home in the Carrier Dome hosting Pittsburgh, and Pitt has their ACC title game up next. They could be playing for Dino Baber's job to save his job. Syracuse also needs the win to go bowling. Uh, those are the stick-out games from some of those uh, that play today. But uh, in total, you've got, as I mentioned, your 10 teams playing both Saturday, Friday and Saturday that have to win football games to go bowling this weekend. It makes for a really, really exciting weekend. Mark, you do a great job on the uh, newsletter. A lot of creative writing in there. I appreciate that. You look at a lot of uh, different trends and angles in these matchups, too. And let's uh, talk quickly about the Oklahoma-Oklahoma State game because 
This is a rivalry that's been owned by the Sooners. Uh, could you bet Mike Gundy in this spot as a favorite? Well, that's the point, Matt. Matt uh, can you bet Matt, uh, Mike Gundy in this particular spot? You know, it's a dominating favorite in Oklahoma who's dominated the series. But you've got much, much, much the better numbers to Oklahoma State all around the board defensively for sure. Well over 100 yards of defense better to the Cowboys. But the interesting aspect of this football game is I go back to 1980 in my database, and six times have these teams met when Oklahoma State has had the better record. And when uh, coming, uh, coming into the football game, when Oklahoma State's coming off the win, they've lost straight up into the spread in all six of those football games against okay. Oklahoma. So <laughs> put a little spin on that game. I think from a, a stat standpoint, Oklahoma State's the side, but history says Oklahoma in the game. What did I hear this week? I believe the numbers going back when both teams are ranked, guys, Oklahoma 17-1 and one straight up against Oklahoma mm-hmm. State. That's incredible. All, yes, it is. It's all within those numbers, Mitch. You know, the, you know when, you, when you dominate a team the way Oklahoma owns the other team, you're going to find a lot of great stats and things like that in situations. And, you know, it's that dominating dog that they're, they're dressing up as this rare dog within this series. And, you know, all Oklahoma has to play for is to win this game, come back to the Big 12 championship, win that game, and possibly make it into the college football playoffs. So I think there's a lot more for Oklahoma to be playing for in this game than perhaps arguably Oklahoma State. Mark, how do you approach a team like Texas? The Longhorns were two-and-a-half-point favorites early in the week, uh, now three-point favorites. Texas has lost six in a row. Is not going to go to a ball, but Kansas State's quarterback, Skylar Thompson, is questionable to play. He was carted off the field with a leg injury last week. If there's no Skylar Thompson, there's not going to be much of a chance for a dynamic uh, performance by this K-State offense. Uh, do, you, do you prefer a side in K-State, Texas, with the Longhorns trying to stop that six-game losing skid? I think the key factor in the game, Matt, is the fact that Texas is playing, obviously, horrible football right now, and I don't think they should be laying points to anybody. And in Kansas State, a football team that you mentioned, Skylar Thompson, played terribly his last game. It was, that was the most head-scratching game I've seen this season because Kansas State was really peaking going into that football game against Baylor, and mm-hmm. their offense just could not get it together last week. But now that he's out, he's been out earlier this football season. They didn't play all that well when he was out, but the quarterback comes back in his place again. So it's not like you're going to throw somebody into the wolves here, and it's not like Texas is a, a wolf-type football team that's going to chew anybody up here. I think the pressure's all on Texas to win this game. And I think Kansas State, I like the head coaching matchup. I think it's a mismatch climbing in this game against Sarkeesians. I'll take the points with the Wildcats. Let's follow the money on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Mark Lawrence, our guest to the NFL now. We've kicked around this uh, Patriots-Titans game a few times on the show today, Mark. Up to seven at some spots. Are we getting carried away with this number, or are we going to look at a repeat of what happened last week when the Pats got to seven and handled the Falcons no problem? Well, the number's grown largely because nobody's playing better football in the National Football League, Mitch, right now than are the New England Patriots. You can't refute that. But the question is, at what point does the number become out of, uh, out of reach or out of hand? And I think it's reached that particular point. You've got a New England Patriot team that's allowed 13 points in their last three football games, and everybody's pointing fingers at Tennessee. Now with Derrick Henry being out, this football team is beginning to unravel, and they are. I mean, in their two wins before their loss last week, they were out-yarded over 100 yards in both of those contests, so they were beginning to show signs of bleeding. But you're talking about a Tennessee football team here 
that is going to be in the National Football League playoffs, and they're not all about Derrick Henry at this stage and point of the season. I love underdogs that come off off a double-digit straight-up loss as a favorite, as a double-digit favorite, and they dress up as a touchdown dog the next game here. That's the role Tennessee jumps into, and I'll play them plus the points over the Patriots. All right, Mark Lawrence with us. We have time for a couple more NFL games. I know Mitch wants to ask you about Rams-Packers. I'm going to go to Bucks-Colts. And, uh, Mark, Tom Brady and the Bucks 0-5 against the spread on the road this season. The Colts, uh, you talked about how well the Patriots are playing. The Colts are starting to hit – uh, that type of groove too. How about the Bucks as three-point favorites at Indianapolis? I think the Colts right now are the. Uh, I'm surprised they're not the wise guy team in Vegas here, guys. They're playing as probably as good under the radar as any team in the National Football League since that horrible slow start they got off to. And as long as Carson Wentz does not turn the football over in a game like this. I think the Colts have a good chance of winning the contest here. They catch Tampa, I think, in an ideal situation coming off of that Monday night win. you got one last day of preparation for the Bucks. Super Bowl champions do not fare well in games after playing on Monday nights after they've been in the spotlight. I think it's a great spot for the Colts to pull the rug out on the Tampa Bay Bucks on Sunday. Very good. Final game for you, Mark, then. And, and Matt mentioned it. What do you do right now with the Rams and the Packers? Packers open up the favorite. Now the Rams are laying a point, point and a half. That's a little tricky situation there, Mitch, because of the point spread move, and it's all largely because of this Aaron Rodgers toe injury situation. And if it clears up and uh, he ends up playing and uh, pronounced ready to play this game, he'll probably go back to pick him. But regardless, uh, I think coming into the game, this is a, a spot that the Rams have had circled since the end of the season last year when mm-hmm. they were taken out by the Packers in the playoffs, and the setup couldn't be any better for, Green, or for the Rams coming into this game. They're off back-to-back, straight-up favorite losses, and they have a week of rest to get ready for the football game. Green Bay's a little bit of a banged-up football team right now. I think regardless, as long as it's in a win situation, I have to back the Rams in this game. Very good. You can follow him on Twitter. He is at Mark Lawrence. Thanks so much for the time, Mark. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving, and uh, good luck this weekend. Hey, my pleasure, as always, guys. Hope your Thanksgiving was just as well. Take care and be safe. You too. Okay, so this morning, and while we were talking, I believe that one sports book a number did move to three and a half. And it's still there right now. I want to ask you about this coming up next. Because we just talked about the game with him. Yeah. Is it time to fire right now on the dog? We'll go over that. And we'll tell you about our in-pocket plays, what we're betting today and this week. And coming up here on Follow the Money, it's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday... I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. He knows the quarterback was on coke if his girlfriend was not coke. These games are a burial, a blowout, a human lock. I was so good that whenever I bet, I could change the odds for every bookmaker in the country. Damn. Here we go with our in-pocket plays. First, to recap what we had uh, last night. So I bet two anytime anytime touchdown props in the late game. The Matt Breida touchdown got there. Good bet. Now, as always, shop around. 480 was available, plus 480. It got there. I saw as low as plus 230 here in town. Plus 230 later on in the day. When I think books maybe realized that he was going to get more playing time and Moss was inactive, the numbers Mm -hmm. changed a little bit. But earlier in the day, that was a good one. I also bet Taysom Hill, that was a refund, did not play last night. He never saw the field. So that was a refund. Yeah, I think... uh... The Saints wish he were healthy enough to play because Trevor oh. Simeon was not very good last night. But, uh, yeah, I had people text me during the game, why is Taysom Hill not in? I said, he's got a foot injury. He's not going to play. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. So you get a refund on that prop. All right. So games that I have bet 
throughout the week or look ahead or openers. The earliest I could get Washington was plus two against Seattle. So I'm on the football team. Oh, the Seahawks sure look like a straight fade right now. Big time. Uh, football team now minus one at a lot of spots. I'm looking at uh, here, Circa, Westgate, another one. Looks like it's a pick right now. But, yeah, Seahawks are a dead team. But it's, again, it's a week-to-week league. But <laughs> yes. I think this team is just, oh, man, shot at this point. And I did bet the Rams' money line, even money, earlier in the week against the Packers. Now they're a small favorite there. And tonight... Look, it was seven and a half earlier. It's now eight, eight and a half. You can find it right now looking around. I, I Duke plus eight and a half against Gonzaga. The number's too big. I, it's obviously based on the Ken Palm number, which was eight, and the fact that Gonzaga blew out UCLA, yep. which is number two uh, this week. I think the Blue Devils are a much, much better matchup uh, for Gonzaga because uh, they're physically stronger and uh, can score down low against the rim. And that at the rim, and that was, uh, I thought, UCLA's big problem against the Zags. The big problem started when they couldn't score inside, then uh-huh. they couldn't hit jumpers. Zags got out and ran in transition. Uh, Bruins did not defend it well. I think, uh, I, you know, Duke's guards to me are mediocre. You know, let's say maybe a little above average. But I'm, I'm betting on Keels and Banchero and those guys being able to score around the basket against Gonzaga, maybe test the Zags like they have not been tested yet. So I'm with you on this bet. I said early in the week I'd play UCLA small against Gonzaga. I'd play Duke bigger. I'm I'm definitely going to have a bigger play. I haven't put the bet in yet, but I'm going to put it in now. When the number was eight, you and I were talking, can we find eight and a half? Yes. Yes. It's eight and a half right now at Circa. I might. You know what? I don't know about this yet. I might take a small slice of Duke money line, too. It's not going to surprise me if Duke wins a game. Yeah, they're good. They're really good. Yeah. Duke's, uh, in fact, I can Gonz- I power rated Gonzaga number three in the preseason. I had Duke, I think number eight. I've got Duke up in the top five right now. Oh, you now. have to. Oh yeah, oh, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. What do you want? If, if you sat here and told me I think Duke's the best team in the country, I'm not going to argue with yeah. you. Yeah. I, I think Duke could be that good. So we'll see. Uh, but we're on that same game in college hoops. Duke plus eight and a half against the Zags tonight in Vegas. Uh, college football, I got Boise State minus two and a half over San Diego State. This game kicks off at 9 a.m. this morning. I was out at Allegiant Stadium last week to watch San Diego State play UNLV. And I respect the Aztecs because they win with defense, special teams, but they also kind of do it with smoke and mirrors and an offense that uh, gets very little production out of the quarterback position. Oh, yeah. You've got a 10-1 and team that's a home underdog today. I think it's a home underdog for a reason. Aztecs route gained 394 to 290 by UNLV last week. Boise's won four in a row. Hank Bachmeyer, the far better quarterback here. Uh, I like Boise. Played a minus two and a half. Not much of a home field advantage. No home field advantage really for uh, San Diego State. No, zero. Also played Ohio State minus eight over Michigan. Penn State pick over Michigan State. Notre Dame minus 19 over Stanford. And uh, these are all plays I put out throughout the course of the week on VSIN. Uh, so I'm not trying to cheat on the line or anything here. But uh, this Notre Dame, we talked about this with Brad Powers. This Notre Dame number opened 16 at Circa last Sunday. I did not bet it until it got up to 17 and a half. I was a little slow to pull the trigger. I'd still play it at 19 or 20. Brad Powers said the same thing. Uh, I did bet Penn State a pick. Mindy Lions are slight favorites in that game. 
two more I've added here late in the week. I was talking with Jimmy Ott, you know, of ESPN Radio, Baton Rouge. Oh, yeah. And I think this, this angle makes a lot of sense. When we saw the Tigers go to Tuscaloosa and almost beat Alabama last month, I was impressed by Had the a way chance? LSU played. LSU probably should have won that game in Alabama. Final home game for Ed Orgeron and Baton Rouge at night. I don't really love this Texas A&M team anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the uh, LSU Tigers plus six and a half. I was waiting for that number to hit seven. Didn't really see the seven, so I went ahead and took six and a half. And a little money line play on LSU okay. Saturday night as well. And then uh, I bet against USC last week with UCLA. The Bruins bombed the Trojans. I, I think the USC is going to ha- have a hard time getting motivated for this BYU game. Cougars trying to go to 5-0 and against the Pac-12 this season. Dominated that conference. Uh, there's a lot more to like about BYU. Much more physical team, offensively, defensively. It's kind of a square play, Mitch, but I laid 6.5 with BYU. In Pocket is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. Check out their daily specials posted after noon Eastern at BetRivers.com. So I've noticed one legal sports book. It's DraftKings. It's the only book to move to three and a half on Tampa and Indy. Mm. And if you want Indy, it's minus three nickels. Curious to me. But it's the only book that I see here again, a legal sports book that has three and a half on it. Would you, would you, if you could, we uh-huh. don't have DraftKings out here, if you could right. bet at, if you could take three and a half right now, minus 115 with the Colts, would you do it? No question. <laughs> That's automatic. Uh, yeah. In fact, I'm, I told you, I'm betting the Colts a plus three. I didn't, I didn't think there was any chance this number would go to a three and a half. I did not see this one coming. No. And if it did, I guess, what, maybe sometime Sunday if it was all public money on Tampa? But you would have the automatic buyback from Sharps on three, plus three and a half, you would oh, think. Oh, no, no doubt about it. If you're a sharp better, you're talking about playing numbers and not teams. Right. You're playing a number, taking plus three and a half on this for sure. What? So do you realize, Matt, I know you do, but the Colts could have an eight-game winning streak. Oh, no no doubt about it. Colts, in fact, if you go back to since week, would it be like week four? Yeah. You, you could make a case for the Colts uh, playing better than anyone in the NFL since sure. week four. That's they started when, 0-3. Yep. Right. That's when Jonathan Taylor really started to get going. And he's had this eight-game streak where it's been at least 100 yards from scrimmage and a rushing touchdown. First guy since LaDainian Tomlinson. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, But three and a half, I would have to be on that. I don't know if it's going to – we'll see that at any spot out here in town or not. What have the Buccaneers done in the past month to merit being three-and-a-half-point favorites at Indianapolis? Like I said, uh, Brady and the Bucs own five against the spread on the road. In the past month, they've won one game. And that was against a dysfunctional Giants team. Yep. Since Halloween, that's the only win the Buccaneers have. You want their uh, – okay, so they're the five road games on the year. Lost as a nine-and-a-half-point favorite outright to Washington. It's not that long ago, 29-19. Lost on Halloween as a four-point favorite at the Saints, 36-27. Uh, they defeated the Eagles. Did not cover, 28-22 on October 14th. Mm-hmm. Almost lost to the Patriots and Brady's return to Foxborough, and went to Los Angeles and got beat up 34-24 against the Rams. Right. The five road games so far for the Buccaneers. Not too impressive. No. That's why I think that's the Colts are, uh, I'm, I might say, my best bet on Sunday. I, I don't disagree with if that. If you give me three and a half, I'll take that. Yep. Yep. That's the, uh, that's the marquee game early. Then you have 
Vikings, Niners, you said that you – I'm looking at a three and a half. There's a three and a half right now in that game. Yeah, I have not laid that number, and I won't. Yeah, I just said too that late there. I think it's a bad spot for the Vikings off that win over the Packers last week, and the Niners seem like they're starting to get some things together, but I'm not going to lay those points, no. Don't forget, VEASAN has programming like this live all day long, every single day, including Sundays on the Green Zone. You can join Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds as they bring you up to the second updates from our team of betting reporters across the country covering all the NFL action. It's the Green Zone Sunday, 1 to 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. And you can go to VEASAN.com to learn more about what we do here and all the places you can watch us now. Matt's show is called The Edge. It's with Jonathan Von Tobel, and it's on Monday through Friday at 4 o'clock Eastern, 1 Pacific, right here on VSIN. But I won't be there today. It's going to be JVT, Scott Kellen, and Aaron Renning breaking down Football Friday show. Mitch, I'm going to head home like you and watch uh, college football kick off here in about two hours. We don't have much time to get ready for this game. I know. <laughs> you better sneak in like your trip to Best Buy here quickly, too. No, no get that shopping. Out of the, way. the only shopping I'm going to do is at the McDonald's drive through on the way home. You're not going to Walmart? No. All right. No. Uh, that's it for us. Good luck with your bets this weekend. Uh, we're back early Monday. We'll see you. The Bet River Sportsbook app has a huge number of live streaming events every day. Bet River Sportsbook has great offers, including a $250 match bonus on your first deposit, and all bonuses are only one time playthrough. Amazing offers and great customer service makes Bet Rivers your hometown sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, playable in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. See the Bet River Sportsbook app for details. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. In Indiana, call 1 800 9 with it. Or in Colorado, call 1 800 522 4700. Playable in New Jersey as Play Sugar House. The VEASAN Midseason Football Special is here. Put the VEASAN betting experts to work for you from now through February for only $99. Daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis on VEASAN.com. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe and get everything we have to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Story time with the South Point's legendary bookmaker, Jimmy Vaccaro. I do take credit for this. I started uh, overs and unders on the football. Now it's on basketball. Now it's on hockey. Now it's on everything you do. So Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.